Hello, this is You Die Okay, episode 7. Uh, my name's John Coliani. You'll never spell it right. Don't try. Uh, this episode, I have my friend PJ coming in. He works in, in, in the game design industry. He's got a game out right now on Steam called Mother Gunship. Go get it. He was a level designer. We had such an interesting conversation. We talked about VR. Uh, we talked about horror games. Um, so interesting to get to, to pick his brain about that. I hope you guys enjoy. Cool. Perfect. All right. Hell yeah. All right, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm here with uh, uh, PJ Cigarella. How are you doing? Good. Doing well. I just got back from some uh, dinner. I uh, I remember meeting you because we had very or, or coming to get to know you because we had very similar names. I went by. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I went by JP in college and and nowhere else in my life have i ever gone by another name by that name but there i went by jp for whatever reason that just was what cut on and uh and just we were kind of like opposites <laughs> yeah yeah no it was funny we um in first semester we sat right next to each other and do you remember uh the teacher we had would call attendance and we'd be right next to each other do our similar our last names were close to oh that's right that's right was that um yeah. Was that, uh, I'll say the name and bleep it if I, if I need to cut it out, but was that Yeah, yeah. That was God damn, dude. Worst class, yeah. man. <laughs> so bad. That's probably um, why yeah. we got a little tight was because that class was such dog oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I, I don't mind was. saying I mean, it. I mean, what am I getting? No one, no one, not enough people listen to this show that she's going to get fired because of that. That would be amazing if I could get her fired from that. Can you imagine? Yeah, dude. Just because I hate the bad. class? <laughs> It was it was just so boring, and all of us had this camaraderie of like, yeah. "Hey, this is this is terrible. How are you? What's up?" <laughs> yeah, man, that class was that class was the first time I got to know game design majors, like game kids. Uh, yeah, I I knew that it was a major at the school, and I was familiar with it as like an industry sort of, like just as a as a consumer, but. Uh, I don't know, man. That class was such a trip for me because you, there would be not. I mean, you guys. I mean, I hate to generalize. I already sound like an asshole, but like there were there was a couple of kids in that class that would openly bring a controller to class and sit there oh. and play a game in front of this lady. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember yeah. this? Uh, that was a, yeah, that was a, that was Ryan. Uh, he sat in the back, and one day he just brought. He was like, "Screw it, <laughs> I'm gonna bring my Xbox controller and literally just play <laughs> Skyrim in the back of the class." And I remember because you and I sat in the front, and I just looked back, and he's just—that's right, we were at the very chair. front. Yeah, yeah, and he's just got his Xbox controller plugged into his laptop. <laughs> oh my god! I uh, couldn't believe it. That shit is so funny. It's so funny. It's <laughs> it was such a it was it, I loved it because it was the ultimate. It was the ultimate middle finger, but it was also yeah. like um, passive. It wasn't like he was interrupting class or like being exactly. being a dick necessarily. I mean, that's arguable, like arguable, I guess. Yes. But but he was just kind of like, you know what? If you want to call me out, if not, I'm just gonna be over here playing <laughs> Gears of War or whatever here. he was playing. I don't yeah. know what he was playing, but oh, uh, that was so good. <laughs> I love that yeah. class, though, man. For that reason alone, it For sort of people, got me to take, yeah. in a weird way, looking back now, with a few years out, it's like, wow, that yes. that taught me to take video games as a... And I not that I wasn't taking it seriously before, but it sort of made me look at it from a different perspective as an art form. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, that's cool. It switched it for me because I was such a fan of them. And it's not that I didn't know they were an art form. It just, it never really mm. dawned on me that it was, you know, like all the narrative things are still there. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's my whole world Yeah, um, that I think about all the time. So that's cool that that kind of opened your eyes as well. And I want to talk about that because you're you're one of these grownups out here with a job. And yes. I, <laughs> I'd love to get into that. So so are you are you able to talk about what you're working on right now or what you, you know, I, I know you were working. Are you still doing mother gunship uh, stuff? Uh, no, uh, I can talk about um, pretty much everything on what's going on um, beside one project. Um, yeah, so uh, right out of college, I worked at a small indie studio. That was de- that was, and, uh, dude. Let's give you all the credit you deserve. You got that shit while you were in college, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, beginning of our senior year. Yeah. Um, I yeah, got that. I remember. And it was I worked part time, and I did it all throughout the senior year. Uh, I would just come home from class, and I'd uh, I got hired as a level designer. And for anyone who doesn't know what that means, essentially, they kind of just give me uh, a lot of art assets. And I like to tell people it's like uh, it's like virtual Legos. Yes. So it's yeah, like yeah, building yeah. virtual Legos. It's like a, like a virtual architecture type job. And so, so they sort of hand you the, the toys and say, now play with yep. these. Correct. That's Literally amazing. exactly that. Um, and so I joined at a point where it was just kind of like I could just pick up the, my toys and just go. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any waiting around and there wasn't any like, Hey, we're still trying to build this or figure this out. Um, you know, stay tuned. It was just like, all right, like we're two years into this project, uh, go. Jesus. And that's like a awesome. dream scenario. No, like, is that it typical? Was. No, uh, it's, it's not, it's not incredibly typical. Um, unless you, you join a project late, um, which mm. I did the, um, the full project for mother gunship, which is the title. Uh, it was a three-year project, and I joined two years in, and so all the tools and most stuff had already been built and was ready to go. And so when they needed, well, I guess they realized, hey, we need more people if we really want to bang this out within the, the next year. Uh, that's where I came in. Yeah. And uh, it was just kind of a dream um, scenario where I was just like, all right, I don't even have to fool around with things breaking or being stupid. I don't have to wait. I was just like, all right, let's be, uh, just be a kid and have fun, really. And just go for it and go at it at the creative end. Yeah, I feel like that's fully. such creative freedom there. Yes, it was great. Um, in the beginning, they kind of gave me um, a couple like templates. Like they'd give me like, "Hey, here's the exit. Here's the entrance of this room that we partially designed. Kind of like fill it in, you know. Yeah. Finish it. Um, and they did that for a few months. And then as I kept going, uh, they started trusting me a lot more. And uh, by you know a couple months in, they were just like, "All right, yeah, just uh, start making whatever you want." And they're like totally trusting, and they're just like, "Go for it! Just make anything that you think would be good." They must have seen that. They must have seen that that like in your eyes or whatever, like the hunger of it. Because you're one of these guys. I would describe you as as um, you know, you're very calm, cool, and collected, but you're very you're very sort of quietly passionate. Like you, yeah. That's kind of how I would describe you. Like when you told me that you got that gig, I was I don't even know you called a gig, but when you told me that that was happening, I was like, I'm not surprised at all. You know what I mean? And I mean it in a good, like, as a compliment. I was like, that's like, that's, that's right on. That's par for the course sort of thing. So that's, that's, that's out on Steam, that title, Mother Gunship? It is. It is. It's a first person shooter bullet hell. It's very arcadey. There's a lot of fast paced action coming at you. It's multiplayer as well. Um, And it's just a fun time. It was a great project. Oh yeah, everybody check it out. Um, What engine was that uh, built on? Do you know? It was was built in, yeah, it was built in Unreal. Unreal, okay, all right. Unreal is uh, the people who, uh, Epic Games, they're the people who make Fortnite, that engine. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar, I've heard of, I've heard of that one, I've heard of, um, uh, I was just reading a lot about the Fox engine. Okay, That's used over at, uh, I think it's, 
excuse me, Konami. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Have you? Are, are you? I'm sure you are. I really, really. This is one thing I just want to talk to you about, and I've been. Yeah. I, I just want. I, I was gonna wait for later, but I'm. T- you're here, so absolutely. So, are you familiar with? Uh, let me just let me just tell you a quick story, and then you'll probably sure. I, I was a freshman at Fitchburg yeah. State, our alma mater, and a friend of mine, Frankie, came out of his uh, dorm room and said, "I I just played the best game ever." And I was sitting there. I think I was playing probably like Donkey Kong Country or something. I was a, I had, uh, at this point I was kind of against these like these new that like current generation of consoles. I like yeah, had yeah. an SNES in my room and that was kind of it. Oh, cool. And he was like, nice. he was like, yeah, but I was limiting myself. It is cool, but I look back now and I was like, I was being such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> like sixteen bit is fun and it's great and nostalgic, but like you got to move on at some point. But anyways, he comes out and he goes, "This was the best game I've ever played." And it was yeah. a game, and he goes, "You got to come in and, and try this." And it was a game called PT. Oh yeah, and uh, yes. it, it blew me away. We almost played through the entire thing in one sitting. We didn't quite finish it that day, um, but I finished it. I finished it. Uh, I completed it eventually. And that game led me down this crazy rabbit hole of like the research that I was doing for fun because I started to learn mm-hmm. about uh, um, Kojima. Yeah, and sort of his his philosophy as a game design major and he reminded me of you immediately like reading his story and oh, reading about PT really? are you familiar with that at all with that game and yeah, sort of like yeah, the I lore am. around it I am I absolutely am did you um, what's your opinion on that game it's great I mean it's a uh, it's so unfortunate that what happened that they never got to finish it mm. because he he left or they fired him or something and uh, yeah it's super interesting his whole story is fascinating and his mind is what is really the intrigue behind him i was surprised how much creative control goes on in the in the, in this industry like i i, I oh, had yeah. no idea when i was reading stories with like his assistant or whatever that was like oh his games are very autobiographical that absolutely surprised me because you, I imagine with something like a video game, or it's almost like a like an Avengers movie or something. You, I almost picture like a conference room, and there's a hundred suits, and mm. it's it's all you know designed by committee and this and that. And right. um, you come to find out with some of these these like top guys who who make it, you know, in the big leagues, it's it's totally not the case. Like, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you're one for conspiracy theory. I'm typically not, but I I came across one involving Kojima in that game uh, yeah. that posits that PT wasn't actually a, a demo or a teaser for Silent Hills because or Silent Hill wasn't that what it was it was a Silent mm-hmm. Hill mm-hmm. teaser yeah, it was, was going to be a new Silent Hill game yeah with um with what's his name the guy who directed oh I'm blanking on his name he directed Shape of Water uh, uh Guillermo okay. del Toro right that guy okay. I think it was him um yeah, so uh, th- according to this, this you know, my YouTube Wikipedia research, they, they, <laughs> this guy um, was saying that PT was kind of a big, a big fu to Konami um, in the wake of him being demoted or, or fired or let go or whatever, whatever that yeah. happened was, um, and how the whole game sort of metaphorically links up uh, to, to to tell that story of, of how they took away creative control and how it was going to have a negative impact on the video game industry as a whole. And, uh, I, I can't unsee it. Huh? That's interesting. There's, um, there's another when um, when he left their next game, their next metal gear five, I believe it was Phantom when that Pain. came out. 
Yeah, I, or maybe no, it was the one before that or something. Some the next game that they made when Kojima wasn't there. Oh no, I'm sorry. Phantom Pain was like the last. Was Phantom Pain the last one before he left? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. I can't remember, but when um <clears throat> when he left, their next product that they released, there's something in the opening credits um that if you piece it together, there's like a bunch of like messages being shown, and it's a bunch of the um the people who worked on it. And all these names are like flashing on the screen. Yeah. And there's a funny little Easter egg that if you take the first letter or something like if you take the first letter of every name that flashes up on the screen in like a certain sequence, uh, certainly you know, a couple like five, ten seconds, it mm. spells out like F.U. to the company. <laughs> like yeah. to, to Konami. Yeah, like two. It says like F you Konami. I believe all that shit, man. I'm such a sucker for that stuff because I w- I want to believe that that's true. I really want to believe yeah. that that it, it is that because that's <laughs> that's, that's such an underdog. You know, treat yeah. the artist like and shit and underappreciate yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I mean, can you imagine like working for that company for so many years and like really enjoying the director? And, and he brought some of the best then, games through that fucking you know, place. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, he's a legend, and it's super cool. Um, I I like I just love that he he leaves, and then everybody's pissed, and then he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna make my own stuff." Uh, yeah, yeah. Who wants to join me? <laughs> it's like everyone, of course. He's gonna make his own studio, and he's got their uh, Death Stranding coming out. That's some movie shit. That's like that's some shit it out sure of a movie. <laughs> it sure is. It's super wild. I love how cinematic it is. Like it's it's. That when you when you talked about video games being art, yeah, I mean that is really pushing the genre, which I think is awesome. Yeah, Death Stranding, man. Yeah, I've got that pre-ordered. <laughs> nice. I want to see what's up with that fetus in the fish tank or whatever's going on in that <laughs> yeah. fucking game. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. We finally saw like a good amount of gameplay recently. With um. Yeah, but I always question that, like. Is it game? Like, I always wonder if it's actually in-game footage. Like, whatever that game that's coming after The Last of Us, uh, I can't remember what the. What the oh yeah. But it, it all—it just looks too good to be true. I'm very skeptical. But no, I, th- I think that's going to be amazing. I love all that conspiracy stuff, especially around the around video games, because, it, like I said, it just feels like it's it's so, sometimes like a very sanitized, um, uh, place. You know, you go to yeah. like you go to like the the PlayStation store. And it's like, I feel like I look at the title of the game these days and it's like, I've played this game. Right. You know what I mean? That's a good point. And that's why steam is such a cool place, but there's such a big, and I want to talk to you about this too. Like what your thoughts are on the, the fucking grand Canyon crevice that separates these main, what is it called? Triple a titles to, to indie games. Like, yes. Like what it takes to, to choose a camp, because I feel like, as someone in, in in your sort of position, like in the type of, you know, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, if this isn't like what your journey is going to, what you want to yeah. do or whatever, but like that creative sort of place, um, right. do you find a home? I know Mother Gunship was sort of more of an indie situation. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I'm, I play more indie games than I do, than I do AAA titles these days. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird error. I really think it's a, it's a strange era right now where... Yeah. Indie is becoming extremely mainstream, and we see the rise of that, especially um, with Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. being uh, being so open to letting indie titles on their platforms. That surprised the hell out of me. When I saw numbers, the Binding of you know? Isaac on my cousin's Switch, I was like, this huh? is so That's surprising. Weird. 
yeah, that's super weird. Um, and so, yeah, I think we're in such an interesting era where, like, the indie titles are just as popular as huge billion-dollar, million-dollar games. And I find that awesome. Like, I think that's fantastic that small little studios that can be, like, five freaking people are literally not even you know, like legitimately uh competing with studios that have like 500 employees thank christ it's interesting thank so, god everybody doesn't have it. to go work for ea or yes. whatever yeah and so like like for me like who i've I mean, i've had a couple of years now about two um where i've got to see i've got to meet a lot of these indie people especially in the boston area yeah tax uh, and stuff yeah, it, it, and from all over the world when I go to PAX, and like there's people from Germany, and like it's crazy. And so I got to talk to a lot of these indie people, and it's like people just like get together and just like make stuff. And then that, because of like Steam and now the Switch, um, it's a total reality where like just a couple of guys can get together, make a thing, and actually be successful and make a lot of money potentially. You know, it's a. It's a rare situation, but it does. Yeah, happen. it's back to the idea needing to be enough. It's it's back to the yeah. game needing to be good in order for it to rise to the top. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to yeah. FIFA '96, you fucking yes. cunts, go buy it. You know you like soccer. You know, like that sort of thing. Right. That's what bothers yeah. me about about Konami so much is that you know uh, they took his, they took Koji they took his his engine that Fox engine and right. they use it for FIFA now. Oh really? Yes. I know that. That's like that breaks my heart. <laughs> huh. And he, I think his intention for it was to license it out for sort of students to use, kind of like Unreal is, I believe. Or, or I'm sorry, yeah. not, or, or what's the other one? Unity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I enjoy I enjoy when I the first time I discovered Steam, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna go to a GameStop ever again. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It's 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 and it's not even like like some like my like a friend of mine was comparing it to Netflix the other day. He's like, it's the Netflix of games. Huh. I was like, it's not even that. It's it it transcends that even as a concept. Because you can you can make a game and put it on Steam, correct? Yep. You can't you can't shoot a short uh, and put it on Netflix. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. I'm not sure if you are aware of this, but just up until I think a year ago, maybe two now, um, you had to go through when if you if you made a game, you want to put it up on Steam. You used to have to go through a process where they'd have to approve your game. That's no longer a thing. I'm not sure if you know that. No but anybody way. Can, anybody can just put a game up, and it doesn't need to go through any approval process. <laughs> and so. This is kind of a recent thing in the past year and a half. Yeah, I did and, know that. Um, it's weird because that what that means is there's no there's no quality control whatsoever. Yeah. That so seems a little dangerous. To, yeah, it leads to just like an influx of millions of games coming into Steam and it's kind of just a gamble of all right, is this going to be good or absolute garbage? So there's no, there's no, no um, there's nothing vetting. There's nothing. Unlaid. It's like SoundCloud or YouTube. Yes. Yeah, Holy literally. shit! Yeah, it's weird. I'm surprised that they have the, and I mean, I'm already out of my le over my head with the language I'm about to use, but like, I feel like that's a lot of <laughs> server space or whatever. Like, I feel like that that's a lot to maintain as a website. Um, I suppose I'm not sure how that entirely works but it's just a download yeah so it's not uh, yeah i, I guess know, i guess that's you know? right 
That's that's crazy though. And here's why. Okay, it is. My first reaction to that is that that's that's bullshit. <laughs> my first reaction. I have to sit on that. That's one of those ideas. I feel like maybe I'll come back to it and be like, you know what? I changed my mind. But right now, it's like I think that's bad because there are all these titles that I spent money on, yeah. you know, that that had to go through that vetting process. Yes. It feels like it's unjust to like Mother Gunship had to go through that process yes. of yes, you've Correct. been approved. You reach the standard, the quality yeah. standard. Yes. Do you know what the what the what the rubric was? Like what had to go on in your game for them to give you approval, yeah. or was it just like someone um, tests it? Yeah, it was like you you need to send it in, and you would go through what's called a, a green light process, and you would always hear like um, you know small companies like you know uh, saying like oh like we're we're greenlit on Steam like when that would mean like we're approved to like be on Steam we went through the greenlight process and we're going to be on Steam and it used to be like a big thing and like So do you have to have starters. a beta test? Do you have to have a demo out before that yeah. happens? Um yeah, so like you would like send I believe how it would work is you would send in your build to Steam and they would, you know, play it and like be like Okay, yeah, this like meets our like quality control, or like at least like it works, like it's a game that is that works, and you don't you don't need that anymore. I I don't know if it was just like they got to a point where it's like there's so many so many games coming in, they're just like we don't want to pay staff to do this anymore. I don't know if it was one of those, but this is like when e this is reminding me of like what I imagined when email was invented, and it was like. What do you mean you just type it in the computer and you send it? Like, you don't have to bring it to the <laughs> post office guy and he doesn't have to put it in a truck and drive it? It's like, I want to defend, I so want to defend as an old person, like yeah. as an old man shaking my fist on my front lawn. I really, <laughs> I really want to defend that vetting process. But when you just said that, it was like, ooh, that's like an old-fashioned way to run it. Mm. Like, someone Possibly. has to fucking go through your thing and check. Like, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I do. It's almost like if you're going to be a free market, if you're going to be this online thing, like they should just go for it and let all, everything out there. Because then exactly. it will become, you know, this is the thing that YouTube has proven in the content game. Because as creatives, we are in the content game. That's that's the game we're in. We're, we're in it for it, right? I mean, I mean, this is what I feel. Yeah. I feel like it's about consistency and quality as opposed to like go viral with this one thing once and then have no material to move forward with. Yeah, especially with YouTube. Yeah, but but you, what YouTube proved to us is that um, the good shit is gonna be there at the top of the you know I won't say trending, but the the good shit will rise to the top, and yeah, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what the internet has shown us. So I guess I guess that's a good. I guess that's ultimately gonna be a good thing. Perhaps there's gonna be like a weird transition period where Steam sucks for a while. <laughs> Maybe that's gonna happen. Well. Yeah, so in the beginning, when this happened like a year and a half ago, um, I remember seeing a little story and uh, on top of just like there's a lot of like crap coming in. Yeah. Uh, of just like games that were just like super half-assed. Oh my like, god, dude, I gotta do a thing where like, I play so some dog crappy. shit games. <laughs> yeah, and so like I remember reading uh, an article talking about that, and then there was like one game that like somebody like downloaded, or, like they, they bought, and it was like three, five bucks, and it just did not even work. It literally, you would boot up the game, and it would not work. <laughs> After paying? Yeah. <laughs> that so shouldn't like be allowed. They bought the game, so, like, this was, like, right when they, like, removed the green light. Oh, my God, I love that. Somebody, they, like, there was, like, the particular game, like, you just buy it. 
How many people do you think that how many how many Steam users do you think they've lost <laughs> upon that yeah. change? So it's it's it was weird in the beginning. So actually that did happen a little bit. Um and I found this out literally yesterday. Um things are better now, I guess. I'm I'm sure, but I found this out yesterday. Um Steam just like started or they're coming out soon to develop a, a better AI kind of way to show you more recommended things based on mm. games that you play. And I guess they already have that because I was like, isn't that already a thing? And they said, uh, yeah, like a recommended sort of thing. Yeah. But apparently they they got this whole new software, this whole new AI kind of thing that's going to be uh, diving deep into like what you play and like showing you more. Huh. Uh, games that are similar, so that will help like amongst the literal sea of indie games. That come and and in you know what? That shit is going to be absolutely necessary if you're right. <laughs> yeah, a C. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about needle in a haystack. It's and I, yeah, I just yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna look back and we're gonna long for the days of Steam having to approve your shit to get on there. Well, it's crazy because like before, because you talked about when you discovered Steam. Like I didn't discover it until I think like late high school, early college. I was a freshman at Fitchburg. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think I had like two Steam games playing like, Prop Hunt on uh, TF2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they were like really popular. And so like freshman year of college, when I started discovering all these indie things, like before, I only knew about triple a games like i only knew about that and there was only like uh, was probably only like 20 you know 10 15 games on my radar at all times and that yeah. was what i would see on like commercials and oh, remember that time remember when now, you only knew about a like, game if there was like a yeah. gamecube commercial for it on cartoon network that was the only time you knew <laughs> about a game right right that or like i have uh i still actually get the uh, game informer magazine oh yeah, dude did you uh were you did, were you a Nintendo Power subscriber? No, I wasn't. But that was that's a golden era right there. Oh yeah, dude. I had I had a few Nintendo pa- I have a Nintendo Power uh, on my bookshelf right now that I'm looking at that is uh, the issue when Mario Kart Double Dash came out. That's cool. <laughs> which that's is like cool. which is like looking at the Declaration of Independence these days <laughs> in terms of age. Um yeah, but so like what I'm what I'm getting at is like you. We used to only have like a small, pretty small amount of games like on our radar at all mm. times, and now when you literally have Steam dropping thousands of games made by random people from all over the world, l- literally every day, hundreds of games come out. It's like it's almost terrifying to think about that, but I guess that's it. just what the internet is. Like that's yeah. what Twitter is. True. In a way, I mean, in terms of like the amount of stuff that's coming on yeah. at once, and like in 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 one minute, you know, there's like fifty yeah. things that go up, and it's way more than fifty. But but yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's interesting, and so it's like we we have so many different games, like and and you said like needle in a haystack. Um, what always like in terms of like what's good, you know? Yeah, what always kind of like not bugs me, but always like almost frustrates me is like I can if I go when I go to like packs and stuff, and I can see. An amazing indie game i can only hope that like, people will discover it because it's like oh my god yeah this game is dope i love this. this is so fun and then you may never ever hear about it ever again and it's like damn like if only people knew about that that's what art is dude thanks this is yeah, that's true. Th- and 100%. this is a this is ultimately and i'm not saying this is a good place for that it for the industry to be in but i think it's it's at least a place that's familiar in 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 this way like 
you could work your ass off on a game. It could be the next best game. You could reinvent what you know a platformer is, say, yep. and it goes out, and it might not be a hit until after you die. Like that's kind of the game that you're in right now, where it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like not every not every new platformer is going to be Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. They're not all going to be that. So, um, you know, it's you better have a good idea if you're going to do it, which is how the music industry is. And I love that because now they're, they're almost synonymous in terms of like the people that are working in them. Because mm. like what you're describing about, oh, you know, Steam used to have to, you, you know, you had to have your game vetted and now it's not and it's open, it's not open source, but you know, it's, it's open to, mm-hmm. the, to, to, to the public to, to put games yeah. on. That's what Spotify did. That's what SoundCloud exactly. did. That changed the game, dude. You used to have to, you know, when we, when my, I was in a band uh, called Local Cult and we, we you know, wrote, recorded a record, uh, took our time, like we recorded it at home, but we got nice mics. We soundproofed a bit. You know, we went hard, basically. Like, yeah. we tried to get as close to a professional recording as we could. Um, the month that the record was finished was the month that they changed the um, uh, process for approval on Spotify. Oh. But I had already paid for a, uh, a company called CD Baby to like give us rights to Spotify and iTunes and this and that and like get the get the album out there. But I was huh. just late to the game, so I had to pace. You know what I mean? Like, interesting. It's the same thing. I'm just my all I'm yeah. saying is I'm seeing echoes of the same thing. Like, yeah, cross. yeah. And, and and you know what connects it is, and I hate to use this word again. I feel like such an asshole, but like like it's it's the creativity of it all. That's what's kind of linking it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so interesting to have that kind of open market. Where I wonder like, if it's all going to be do anything. I, I, and I hate to be this negative, but and I, I only say this because I saw an article. I don't know. I think it was on like Kotaku or something, but I, I don't remember where I read it. Um, but uh, if you think it's just, do you think Steam's going to like just turn into all porn? Like, is it just going to be all like hentai <laughs> character creator like? <laughs> double click um, to have like your character get fucked by an octopus or whatever like I don't want it to be that I don't want it to be new grounds for games like you know what I mean uh, like new grounds is already the new grounds for games but you know what I'm saying yeah um well did you did you hear that steam has allowed uh pornography on there yes that's what I'm saying I read that thing about about yeah. that whatever that whatever that anime that's girl game is yeah that's a thing what are so, your thoughts on that I think it's super interesting, and I kind of think it was just a matter of time before they yeah. put those uh, put those walls down, um, <laughs> because there's like you have so much of that stuff coming in um, that people are making all the time, and if you know if Steam can sell that and get a cut of it, it's like why not? From a business standpoint, why not? Um, I don't know how like insane it is right now on the on steam right now i haven't seen anything like insane insane like i've seen some funny stuff but nothing like unbelievable but then again in terms I of like graphic <laughs> yeah yeah but uh apparently you can do anything now i guess they don't uh they don't ban they don't they don't uh, censor that i guess yeah i can't remember the name of the title but whatever article i was reading was saying that this title was like super um like outlandish in terms of the amount of amount of uh really? like you know yeah, yeah 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 like like rated x uh <laughs> content that's going on in this game and you're right that's it funny. is inevitable it is because yeah, it's been going I on just... forever and like why not why not be why not make it an option to get like the highest yeah. quality version of it i guess <laughs> i guess 
it just much like much like VR, it kind of just it's it scares me. I did. I I got in VR chat for the first time the other day. Oh yeah, for the first time ever. Cool. And uh, I wanted to write like a Ray Bradbury science fiction end of the world novel like immediately afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I had like a good experience with it, but it was kind of one of these things where it was like. I, this is what I said, and I'm a little ashamed that this is the words that came out of my mouth, but I might as well just share it. I turned to my friend, and I was like, no one's going to leave their houses ever again. Like, that's kind of oh, what yeah. I felt like. I was like, I could easily just, if I had this set up with all these sensors or whatever, I was yeah. like, I, I could do this, and I could never leave. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, when, I, when I first played that game, VRChat, um, I, we I was in senior year, second semester, and... Um, it was, I took a, I took a VR class actually, yeah. um, which was dope. It was super dope. And what was the, our, what was the, what was the top VR at the time? Was it just the Rift? Oculus yeah. Rift? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, one of our homework assignments one week was to play VR chat, just like literally check it out. That's and, amazing that that was your fucking uh, homework assignment. <laughs> it was dope. One of, our teacher, when, when we, when I took it, he was like, he's like, yeah, this is hands down gonna be the easiest and funnest homework you've ever had. This is literally like every week he would just be like, all right, play these VR games, have fun. <laughs> I was because, like, okay. you know what this is, and you know, I hate to keep bringing it back to like these old timey yeah. references, but like, it's like when the car was invented. It's like the first class in mechanics must have been like, just fucking play with a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was super wild. Like it was just like, all right, dick around with these VR games and like get to like understand it. And at first, uh, you know, obviously the reaction is like, are you kidding me? Just play video games for my homework? All right, dope. But at the same time, it's like I had to figure out like what VR even was because I had yeah. messed around with it too much. And so anyway, but <clears throat> with that particular game, VR Chat, I thought that I was just gonna play it and like go in. I'll be like, all right, like I'll I'll check this out for like twenty minutes. See what it's about? Dude, I kid you not. I was in there for six hours. Great. <laughs> six Wow, you put in real time then. An afternoon, just straight up at Fitchburg. Uh, it was like two o'clock daytime, and I came out, and it was That's night. what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> and it was unbelievable. It was unreal. And I really, really didn't expect that. And, like, I was, like, meeting people, and, like, I talked to the same, like, seven people the whole time and it was such an amazing experience when you talk about when you start putting sensors on your fucking waist and like your legs so like you can lay down in the game and like you can you have full range of motion and all this stuff it's like we're we're becoming gods like like if you if, if you look at this like if you look at this historically like we are becoming something so crazy that nobody no generation before us saw this coming this technology is insane the vr thing uh, yeah i i think something that's super fascinating is they have um google earth now has a uh, 3d uh like element to it where you can like they have like scans of like areas you can like look at buildings in 3d yeah which is super dope and they have google earth in vr so what that means is you can literally go anywhere in the world and look at the geography three-dimensionally not just a flat image and you can see that in vr and it's radical obviously i think we're a long ways off from you know uh 
because what scares what scares a lot of people about that about this tech is like what happens when and you know again we're a long ways away from this but when it becomes indistinguishable yeah from reality that's a weird place yeah dude that's the stuff I talk about all the time. That's the stuff I think about a lot. I think about this it's every tough. single day of my life. Like, what oh, happens? Yeah. <laughs> what happens when the VR gets so good that that you know? And it sounds like something out of a fucking Stephen King novel. But like, if you take it off and it looks the same, like, how do you know where you are? If you spent six hours in VR chat just dicking around, like, yeah. that's that could be that could be a life. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? And then we get into this discussion um, of you know, of quality, like, yeah, I think, I don't, you know, I'm of the mindset where, like, I don't think it's a bad thing for us to lean into it. Right. But I worry about it, like, I worry about its uh, place culturally. I think it could very easily, like, for, for sort of the boomer generation to sort of be like, can't you just picture on the news, like, they're calling it VR, and kids are living <laughs> in it every day. You know, like some some dude who lives in his mom's basement with a diaper, and he's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's got like his hair missing, like that that movie with the guy with the big uh, head, <laughs> where like he's got the VR headset on every day, like. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 funny because we're kind of there now. I mean, you could do that. Oh, there's People no turning can totally back. Totally live in there. There's not. It's absolutely not. And we're there right now, which is so. Well, we're we're there in the sense Crazy. that you can move in a, you can move in three sixty degrees and look around and yes, you're in a different place. But you know, I think that the technology is still so we're playing like we're we're playing like the equivalent equivalent of like a ColecoVision or whatever. Like I feel like now, like yeah. it's like a Commodore um, sixty four type thing yeah. right now version of it. Like it's it's got so if it's anything like what we've seen with the consoles or PC gaming or whatever, we're we are at the very beginning of it. Yeah, that's exactly what one of my teachers at school said, and I really like this. He said um, he was given a lecture, and one of the cool things that really stuck out, he said the stage that we're in at VR is the same as like the Pong stage. Like we're at Pong, right? Yeah, now. Like, that's where we are. And this is if this is what fucking Pong is, then it's the yeah. end of humanity. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's cra it's crazy. It's crazy. And what what he also went on to say was we're we're waiting for VR to really come out with its breakout hit. And what he compared it to was what really took computers from the beginning when computers were coming out. What really took the personal computer to the extreme, to the next level, was when Excel sheets came out, when spreadsheets came out. Oh, when I was gonna guess. I was gonna. <laughs> Can I tell you what my guess, guess is before you go on? Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, my guess was Tetris. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I was gonna say Tetris or Doom for some reason. <laughs> but go on, Excel. Um. Yeah. So when spreadsheets first came out, that was like the thing. Like, because all businesses were like, "I want this for all my employees." Yeah. So that's when computers were like got crazy popularized and so that was the thing that made computers become sensationalized was spreadsheets and so my teacher was saying like that's what vr is waiting for it's waiting for the thing the one thing that can make it so everybody in america now needs one for their business like you every employee like you know 
we need one for everybody. It's like, going to be some conference call thing where you can see the other person, and it's like it's like a Star Wars prequel where like the hologram is in the room or whatever. It's going to be something like that. That's my prediction. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Because like we've seen it with the games, like. I sort of thought that VR chat was going to be this game where it sort of like indoctrinated it into our culture, at least in America, where it's like, oh no, this is so cool and irresistible that like everyone's going to want to get it. But it wasn't. Yeah. Right. It's sort of the people like you and me that are like super into it that really want to get in there and like are hungry to get into the tech. But to be honest, I think, and you know, it's a large group of people, but I think overall it's a minority. It is. Still, and, um, despite the great strides that it's, that, you know, that it's gone through. Yeah. It is. It, it is still. I think everybody still considers VR to be a bit of a luxury item. Yeah. It's it, or almost it's a gimmick. Not, yes, it's very gimmicky. It's super gimmicky. And there is. I don't know if you're keeping up with the tech right now, but there is something new on the market that I hope and I think might start to turn the tides a little bit. Have you heard of uh, the Oculus Quest? No. Tell me about it. About it. Okay, dope. So I'm about to blow your freaking mind. So oh, yeah. <laughs> the Oculus Oculus Quest. Uh, it just came out over the summer, late summer, and it is the first of its kind where it is VR that is completely wireless. It's 100% wireless. Um, there's there's no wire. There's nothing, you know. And aside from that, <clears throat> which is cool, which is you know cool in itself. Uh, By wireless, you mean there's no there's no tripod with a sensor. Yeah, so uh, let me. Um, I'll explain the whole thing. So not only is it wireless, there's nothing attached to you, but there is also no computer. There's no desktop or laptop or situation that you got going on. The entire build, the entire machine is just in the headset. The headset, that's it. Holy shit. Yeah, and this just came out. Oh, the, uh, you told me about this. This was this is I did? Facebook. I think so. This is, Facebook is in on this, right? Yeah, uh, Facebook bought Oculus about a year ago. God damn! Yes, yeah, so I think thing. I think maybe you. It sounds vaguely familiar. I could be thinking yeah. of something else, but that's crazy. So is it's it the crazy. same? But is it at the same level of? The, the the vibe where you have the sensors like can you do the same amount of stuff like is it do you know what I'm saying like is it the yeah. it it is the tracking is great I would say if if the vibe and and our oculus are a hundred the oculus quest is probably about an 80 85 really that yeah in terms of like the tracking it's that great. good how it works, so there's no cameras. There's nothing. You don't set up anything. It's the headset and two controllers. That's it. So how this works is they call it uh, inside-out tracking. So if the cameras are outside in, meaning the camera's pointing, looking at you, yeah. this this has, ca has cameras on the headset that point outward. So it scans the room around you. Oh, my God. That's kind of scary. Wow! Yeah, so it knows it where the wall is. Space. It's almost like a connect where it like was it was sensing what the cube of the room was and. Yep. yep. Wow. So it, it it sees the walls and it knows the, you know the distance between you and the wall. The beautiful thing about being on sort of the the end of this is like, like I I, I sort of. I like to ride the, if it's like a wave, if this tech is like a wave, you think of it like, I, I feel like I like to be like near the edge of it. Like you just sort of like wait for where it evolves next. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. I thought we were so far away from what you're talking about and what you're describing. Right, 
I thought we were so far away from it. And that's why it freaks me out because it's like, if that happened now, the games are going to, you know, you play, you play a game on a console. It's like how far until a game on a console that looks almost indistinguishable. It's like just on the edge of the uncanny valley where you know it's fake, but just enough. Right. Yeah. You know, how long until that's available in a VR space? Probably not long. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. The rate at where I think, like, where VR is going to go is going to be crazy. Um, and I think the applications that we can do with VR extends way further than just games. Um, we're already seeing a lot of development outside of just recreational fun stuff. There's so much ap applicability with it. Well, can you elaborate on that at all? Like, because I'm yeah. very interested in that. Um, something that I'm fascinated by is they're they're doing a lot of research with it in medical situations. Um, one theorized thing that they're already doing, I guess, is you can like picture this: like um, if you want to teach somebody you know, brain surgery, you can design an app around that and literally 3D model everything in a brain and somebody who's coming out of college or coming, you know, getting their doctorate or whatever can literally sit on their living room couch and do brain surgery. And, learn and that's going to, that. that's going to get people who never would have had the opportunity to become a doctor, like become, become potentially qualified to do that job. That's amazing, <laughs> yeah. dude. Um, another thing that's super cool, they're using it also like with psychological um, fears and like getting over like uh, weird psychological disorders. Like uh, one, just very in the base level, um, would be like if somebody is extremely afraid of heights, um, you can go into a VR space where you can the thing where you the plank introduce, thing. Yeah, like you can slowly oh. introduce them like slightly higher heights that they would quote unquote jump from. And um, then and now we're getting like into a place that's really fucking interesting where VR yeah. becomes a therapeutic tool. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Um, another cool thing that I think is really neat speaking of like therapy is like for somebody who maybe like lost their ability to walk, they could go into VR and it could simulate like they're walking again. And I think that's pretty beautiful. Uh, pretty cool thing to do. Like, picture, like, an old man who can't walk anymore can strap on a VR headset and walk through a field. Imagine cool. that. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's stuff we're doing right now. You can already do that. It's not a fantasy anymore. And that's a beautiful, like, that's that's legitimately, and, like, call me corny, whatever, in the comment, whatever. But, yeah. like, I, I, that's that's such a beautiful, like, that's, that's the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's sure. what we should be doing. That's, that's what the medium's for. In part. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. I mean, you have... It's so interesting because you, like, you just have this three-dimensional space that you can do anything with. You know, there's you never been that. there's never been anything like this. The you know Ever. When Ray Bradbury wrote about the future, he had nothing like VR. Like, there's very little in the ways of, like, predicting this kind of tech. It is very much, like, almost out of nowhere sort of a thing. Yeah. It's very Star Trek-like. You know, it's it's a whole pocket universe, really, and you can create anything, create anything in it. You know, in the '90s, my idea of what virtual reality was was the Virtual Boy, right? And it's like so that is so not what it became. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? It's nuts. 
Oh man, we talked about but, VR for a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had a feeling we would. It just trips me out because it's like <laughs> me I can too, and VR I love that, dude. I and, can talk and, about this shit be for in, hours. Be in Egypt, <laughs> you know, I can just be like, I want to go check out what Egypt looks like. Yeah, so like that. that. What's that movie with uh, the guy who played uh, Anakin? <laughs> uh, Looper? Is it? Oh no, Jumper. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you ever yeah, see that movie? True. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, we're like I said, I feel like we're becoming yeah. gods. Yeah, it's super. I mean, as a as a video game designer, it's so weird thinking about that because like, like my job is to create a world. Yeah, <laughs> like how cool is that? How and like, what better that? way to create a world than in that space? Yeah, you it's know, nice. fucking eight bit <laughs> fucking shovel knight rehash yeah. of an NES looking game. You know what I mean? Like in terms of going after the freshest medium, it's there. It's VR. It's neat. I think uh, if you want to end on VR, <clears throat> if you want to stop talking about VR, but I think uh, my last point with VR is just like I think that it VR will not ever take over a traditional game sense. I think it'll always be a separate novelty or a separate interesting uh, entertainment. And if you think of like a like a like a like a road, I think that it'll never it'll never be just like a merge onto a new road. I think they're two separate. So I you don't completely. you don't see VR just just because I think I understand what you're saying, but just to clarify, you don't see yeah. VR taking over, um, you know what I would call traditional controller. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't. Whether it's PC or console gaming, you don't think you think it will always be a separate. It's a third thing or a second I do. thing. I do. I think it'll always be this this separate thing. Um, I didn't always think that. I thought that it would take over and video games would start like becoming... Yeah, my naive ass still thinks that. <laughs> yeah, but after using it and doing VR development myself, I've worked in it, um, It's, it, I think it's totally a separate thing. And I think that they can be enjoyed totally separate. Like, And, and I think a big part of that is just like, I love VR. I think it's dope. I love like It's so cool. But I don't think that i would want to wear the goggles all day every day yeah i don't think i'd want to be in this alternate reality every day um sometimes i like to just look at a screen and just chill um so i do think they're separate i really do yeah like that will never go away you think almost like books yeah yeah yes i don't think i don't think playing video games on a on a monitor will ever go away i don't think that'll ever change interesting just playing I, on a TV. I, I, I want to agree with you, but the pessimistic side of my brain says, no, I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes the car gets event invented and there's just fucking no more horses, you know? That's like the negative side of my brain thinking, but, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I'll agree. I agree with you because I think that's the happier outcome. Yeah. And I think ultimately, you know, human beings, we're getting deep here, but I think ultimately human beings want to retain their biological selves. And if you kind of give your soul up to VR, it's like you kind of Dude, become right? like some other thing. You really do, man. It's, and that's, that sounds so weird and creepy, but it's It so does, creepy. but it's, not, it's no longer out. a foreign idea. It's no longer a concept that we can attribute to... To the movies or to whatever, to comics. It's I like, know. no, this is this is at our front door now. This these these ideas. It's in our living rooms now. <laughs> and people have been writing. Yeah, people have been writing about this shit since like the fifties. All right, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. That's such a good yeah. chunk. 
<laughs> All right, we're nearing the end here. Thank you so much for being here. This is You Die Okay. I didn't even say the name of the podcast. This has been such an interesting conversation so far. Here with my friend PJ. Hey, yo. Um, I want to just, just real quick, uh, and then we, we can wrap. I don't know what, how you're doing for time, but thank you so That's much fine. for doing this. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I just, you know, what are some, if in no pressure, if you have, if you're like, ah, nothing, I don't want to talk about this, whatever, like that's totally fine. Um, and if, if you listen back and you like edit this out, I can send it to you and you can edit whatever. But, um, what are some titles that you have that you maybe saw around the PAX scene or just in your travels in terms of indie titles? I would really like to focus on like, is there any indie title that you're like, I want to get that out there? Not to be like a huge virtue signal, whatever, but like if there's some yeah. title you're like, this deserves attention. Um Yeah, there's um there's uh there's an indie game that uh, is definitely on my radar and it's kind of a bigger indie game. Um it's called Indivisible. Just like in the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Indivisible, it's it's by the same people who made this awesome fighting game called Skullgirls. Um, and if you if you're into fighting games, you probably know what Skullgirls is. It's the same people, and they're making this game called Indivisible. And I've been following it for I think yeah, I don't know a year or two now, maybe a little bit more. And um, they have this dope demo on Steam, and they've been working on it. <clears throat> and what's so cool about it, before I even talk about what the gameplay is, everything that they have made with their previous game and this one, it's all hand drawn, which is just ridiculous i love that dude i love that shit every single frame of the entire game is cuphead looks around. better cuphead looks better than if you did it with sprites that's just a fact 100 percent um and so they're that level of dedicated Hell ridiculous yeah. people and so the gameplay is super interesting and what is the so, title one more time uh indivisible indivisible right yeah, and I, I had the pleasure of meeting their creative director at PAX West when I went to Seattle the other week, um, which I was so excited because they're actually finally showing it. Cause they're coming out in November, I believe. Yeah. And so what's super interesting about it, it's it's like a turn-based game, but it's... it's like an RPG sort of thing? It, it, it is, but they totally spin it. Um, so <clears throat> instead of being a traditional turn-based where it's truly turn-based... Um, it's kind of like you have like this live uh, action. So like nothing is, it's not like, okay, it's your turn. Now the enemy attacks. It's more like, all right, you have like an energy bar and you can attack whenever. Um, and it's all like live action. But because it's, it's hard, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like you have like an energy bar and like the opponent has the same. And so like you can attack whenever you want. And but it, it can almost feel turn-based, but you can attack whenever you want, but it's all based on that energy meter. So it feels turn-based, but it's really combo-y. So you have four people on your party, and you can attack with them individually. Holy shit, I want to try this. Yeah, and depending on where the enemy is, um, you can use your party members to, like, combo them. So it's kind of like this turn-based fighting game, but it's not turn-based in the traditional sense. So I'll give you one example. So it's like one character can knock enemies... Uh, up in the air and if the enemies are closer together it'll knock all the enemies in the air and then like you can do another character attack um, which can attack like only aerial so it's like you use one character like you mash like the 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 hit up ability and then use a different character to like get them and then it's like if the character if the enemy was about to attack you can interrupt their attack yeah doing that it's super interesting 
That's you gotta check it out. Dude, I love yeah, I'm so glad I asked you that. I almost didn't ask you that, and that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's definitely the one I'm it's been on my radar for a while. I'm really yeah. rooting for it. Um I'm super excited for them. Their team is kind of small too, and just anyone <laughs> that hand draws all their things. I, think I know, dude. When you watch that Cuphead, that little mini doc about Cuphead, and they're they're doing cell animation, uh, you know, on celluloid, and it's like, oh my god, little, I, yeah, it's 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 incredible. You can, you know, the the pencils for those drawings. You know, what's that game? Oh, what the fuck is that game where you're the guy and you, you um you're on a horse and you have a sword and it's like traditional Disney animation and it was a huge arcade hit. Uh, dra- not Dragon Quest. What the fuck is that game called? Yeah, I was gonna say there's like Dragon Quest. Is it Dragon Quest? Oh, it is Dragon Quest. I mean, like that. That looks so good that now the tech is in a place where something that looks that good could be a playable game like Cuphead. I know. That's the shit that's that should cool. be that that that's getting pursued, and I feel like that's not getting pursued enough. Like Cuphead, I feel like single handedly has kind of <laughs> saved. It takes so long to make. Yeah, what was it like? Seven years for that game. Oh my god! I so, I think so. Something ridiculous like something that. around that. It was like a little under a decade. It yeah. It, yeah. If you when you if you watch any behind the scenes of that, which it sounds like you have. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I I put almost thirteen hours into Cuphead at this point. Nice. Nice, nice. That game is like it's like Mickey Mouse Contra. Yeah, that's a great. I like that. That's my review. <laughs> that's <a> good tagline. <laughs> That's my review. That's real. I like that. That's wicked funny. So where are you? Where are you headed right now? Like, in, like, like your work. Are you? Are Are you interested in? Let me ask you this. Are you interested in in making your own titles? Is that something you want to do? Eventually. Yeah. Um, eventually, a hundred percent. I'd love to make my own my own stuff. Whether that is my own kind of project with a group of people or. Uh, ideally, and this is a dream scenario where I, I work at a company and, and if we're work, we start a new project, I'm able to pitch ideas. That would be yeah. phenomenal um, to be in a situation where I could pitch my own ideas and, you know, <clears throat> nothing's ever going to be 100% my own uh, creation, my own little baby. But uh, just if, if I'm ever in a spot, if I'm, you know, working for someone where I can pitch my own something for a new project... That would be amazing. Well, you see the the tradition, you know. For, you know, speaking of Kojima, it's like he kind of had to play ball. Like I feel like I'm in a place right now where I gotta play ball. Like I gotta I gotta write to what I think my mentors like. I, I, I'm studying playwriting, so it's like I I gotta write the play I think is gonna get me to my place where maybe I can write the play I want. And like right now, I struggle that's with that because I'm like I don't know if that's the right approach. Like I don't know if I should just be doing my thing no matter what. But it's like Kojima mm. couldn't have started his own thing unless he spent the years sort of um you know gaining that yeah, respect yeah. and that sort of like equity to do so yeah you certainly gotta play along until you're able to shine i suppose well until man I, strut i i have no doubt in my mind if you want to do something your own title it will get done thank you yeah it's it's a wild ride i mean we all we all got those dreams but i think i think anything's possible what uh, what what style of game interests you i really enjoy open world uh, yeah. action kind of games uh, heavily inspired from assassin's creed prototype uh if you're familiar with those yeah 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 uh, yeah but just i i love uh, I really like hack and slash kind of mm-hmm. like devil may cry stuff as well um, ideally, I'd love to make some kind of open world hack and slash kind of game. I think that'd be a blast. 
Like a Bayonetta, um, but like kind of like Rockstar open world type thing? My Yeah, my ideal would kind of be like if you took Devil May Cry and put it in an open world, like kind of like an Assassin's Creed kind of game where you can just like hack, do have all these hack and slash crazy moves, but uh, not be level based. You can just kind of do whatever and then you have to do missions or whatever. I'm such an open world fan. I, like, I'm a fan of those games, but I feel like there's a thing with open world games now where it's like they're all just like there these is. like breezy grass on the ground simulators. Like, I'm just walking yeah. around all these open world games and I'm like, why do I give a shit about the blades of grass? Like, why is that a thing you want me to pay attention to? <laughs> open world, open world kind of has a bad rep right now because everyone's trying to do open world. Cause it was such a trend for yeah, a and, bit, and, 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 and it's a trend <laughs> like, and because oh, yeah. And because it's a trend that's successful, like, it's like make you the see map huge with the map has to be bigger than bigger than you know. I wish my dick was, and then yeah. it needs to be you know. Every mission is a trailing mission. Like I'm playing Red Dead Two right now. I'm, I know I'm late oh, to the yeah. game, but and, and I'm loving it. I'm having such a good time pretending I'm a cowboy. But 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 my issue is every fucking mission is either a shootout or a trailing mission, and it's like this yeah. is. This is the death of this this style of game. If this is what it's going to be forever, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's uh it's always better, in my opinion, to have a smaller map with actual like life to it than yeah. a huge map where there's so much content, quote unquote. Yeah, like these these big maps where there's like so much open space where nothing is happening. Yes, yes, that is yeah, that is the trend. Like, I never want to feel like I am aware of what the, you know, programmer, developer, whatever you want to call it, was thinking. Like, I never, like, I like the moments in games where you forget you're playing, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not a new idea, but I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, listen, man, uh, we're we're, we're we're about the end here. Uh, Thank you so much for being. This is my friend PJ. Is Is there anything you want to plug, talk about before we finish out here? Nah, nothing. All right. Well, well, thank you so much for being on. Uh, I, dude, I could talk about I could talk about this shit all day with you. <laughs> you know I could too. Yeah. <laughs> Will you do it again someday? Of course, yeah. That awesome. Sounds- well, I'll I'll let you go, dude. But but thank you so much. Yeah, of course, man. This is probably going up in like uh, two three days or so. I just gotta maybe edit if there's anything I, I could send you a, a copy of it if you need to listen back. But but thank you, dude. I'm gonna let you go. Dope. All right, man. All right, Peace dude. Out, have dude. a good night. All right, thanks. Bye bye. See you later. Thank you.